0: Hi all, it's Rewind the Movies time and this week we're looking at Young Guns, a 1988 American Biographical Western directed by Christopher Kane. The film stars Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sullivan, Lou Diamond Phillips, Charlie Sheen, Terrence Stamp, Terry O'Quinn and Jack Palance. The film is a retelling of the adventures of Billy the Kid during the Lincoln County War which took place in New Mexico during 1877 and 1878. On this episode, it's just myself, Andrew Owen, and James Pragodage, a.k.a. Prague. And I will admit it, we don't hold back on this particular episode, especially answering the question of whether Young Guns has aged well or not. Anyway, here's the episode. Let me start with a question, and I think this may hopefully um, guide some of my further questioning, further down the line. But are you a fan of Westerns?
1: yeah. I, I like a Western, but I think it's like most films, though. If it's done well and it's interesting or enjoyable, then I'll watch it. I, you know, I got a, I've got a preferred genre of film, but I'll watch a Western, definitely.
0: I, I only ask that because this was my thought process when it came to watching Young Guns. That growing up, I did really enjoy a Western that was on like a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon. Right, you know, and I'm talking old school ones now—sixties, seventies, possibly earlier as well. You know, the when John
1: Wayne's. and all that,
0: Yeah, yeah, the John Wayne's and um, who's the famous director? Whatever's uh, name, Leon. See it. Oh, West at uh, North. Uh, but you know who I'm on. Ford. About, John Ford. John Ford. Well, it's probably not who I, I was thinking of, but anyway, you you know the the spaghetti western type one. Oh, right? Sergio Leone. That's the one, Sergio Sorry, Leone. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was. That's what I was trying to think of. Um. Yeah. So, so I I grew up watching a lot of them. You know, Saturday afternoon, you could probably pick one up quarter of the way, halfway through. They all had the similar sort of, your know, storyline that, I don't know. They always, to me, felt like a bloody A-Team episode, that yeah. someone had been hard done by, and there was someone that came in to, um, to you know, um, help them. But what I was getting to is, with Young Guns, I think there was a bit of a gap between those type of films coming out and then Young Guns, and I can't think of many Westerns in between. Yes, okay. you've got something like The Three Amigos, but it's very not really
1: Western. No, no
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I was just thinking, is this or was this at the time a modern take on the Western films? And I and then before I let you in, sorry, I'm talking a lot of you. Um, the the other thing I was thinking of is, would I purposely go out and either rent or buy a Western now? And I don't think I would. Unless it was something like Tombstone.
1: Oh, unforgiving.
0: Or Unforgiven. Or Unforgiven, actually. Yeah, really, really good film. Yeah. So, all these things were going through my head as we were watching, or as I was watching Youngins. And, <laughs> oh, what a film this is, eh? Well, I've never seen it before. Have never. All right. Before. So...
1: Uh... Now, obviously, I'm familiar with the Brat Pack because we've done a couple of their films and, you know, I quite like some of the actors involved. But for some reason, I never got around to watching this film. And I think when we were discussing doing this film, I originally got it confused because I thought the Bon Jovi soundtrack or big song, Blaze of Glory, was for this film. And you corrected me and said, no, it's right. for number two. So then I was like, all right, so the the thing I was looking forward to about this film is not even in this film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, look, uh, let's talk about Young Guns 2 because I'm not entirely sure we'll ever do it. But I've am going to got a specific memory about this series of films. Okay. And um, I couldn't tell you when I first watched Young Guns. And I may even have watched Young Guns 2 before it. But um, where I lived, there was a couple of people... Um, in and around my streets, who were probably a little bit older than me, you know, two, three, maybe even four or five years older. And anyway, they were going to the cinema to watch Young Guns 2. And this, they were going to a cinema in the next sort of town over, probably know it, obviously, Merthyr, Tidville. And um, it was one mm. of those cinemas, I think, had the film came out probably not straight away but not long after it would have come out in the, the you know the big cinema so to speak. i
1: think, I think murtha were lucky to have the film six months after
0: well yeah maybe <laughs> so i've got quite a vivid memory of going to watch that film for one reason this the film came out in 1990 or maybe 91 and it was a 15 mm. and i would have only been 10 yeah. or 11. but i quite got little- well, it was 1990. was released, so you would have been nine. Well, yeah, nine, nine or ten. But I, unless it was a twelve e, I'm not entirely sure. But I always remember there was a conversation about, "Oh, are we going to get Andrew in?" But I think what happened is someone else bought my ticket, and then and you, no one really checked on the door, and I just walked straight in. So, um, yeah, that, that that's my memory of Young Guns or Young Guns Two, in a sense, anyway.
1: So your memory isn't even related to this film, really. Oh no, 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 and I haven't got any memories of it. Well, and
0: I think I I spoke to you about this either you know last week or whenever we had the conversation that there's another film which I would bracket together with this with this type of film that I have a guilty pleasure for, and it's the Three Musketeers, mm. starring um, Charlie Sheen. Oh, who played Robin? What's his name in the Batman and Robin? Chris Robert? O'Donnell. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. Um, and it's got... Uh, Kiefer, Keep us and London, on the plat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also got... Um, who plays Cardinal... What's Tim his name? Tim Curry. Tim Curry. And I always think of that, and I um, that cast, and I think, oh, brilliant. So I got a real guilty pleasure for that film and will tend to watch it at least once or twice a year. But... I in my head was thinking the same. I was thinking, "Oh, I'm going to watch Young Guns. Got an amazing cast. I'm going to really enjoy it." And it's a bit suspect. I think the film. I,
1: I, I'm I'm going in on this film. I'm going to with the first couple of uh, questions we normally ask. I'm going to struggle.
0: Yeah. Well, look. Let's get them over and done with because I yeah I've got a few changes as well. But look, from an aspect point of view, if you saw the poster to this film. I think you'd go. Wow, what a cast! Or, or maybe you do now. Were they as big? Yeah, they were. They were as big. But, as no, they, they were,
1: were obviously. They were obviously huge stars back then. They were. They were bankable. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they had the. the that's why they coined the phrase "the brat pack" because, despite their actions off screen, because they were out partying a lot, reportedly, they were still able to, you know get films made and sell films in the cinema. People were obviously buying tickets to go watch them, and that's obviously the case with Young Guns as well, because I've seen the budget and box office return. But my whole thing with the Brat Pack is, and I do like the majority of the actors, and that includes the female actresses as well, um, I just think they're completely miscast in this type of film. I think this is not a Western... And I haven't seen Three Musketeers. So I would be interested to see what that's like, given that that's a period drama, so to speak. But this, a Western, for those actors at that point in their lives where they're so young, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. But what I will, th- which I was surprised by, because the opening scene, the, the opening shot of them on that hill, and you just, you have that, I quite like the initial music that was used in that scene. And I liked, like like the uh, shot, you know, just focused on each of them individually. So you like, this is the gang.
0: Yeah. And
1: then I was like, as soon as the guitar kicked in, that flaming solo, guitar solo, and they started shooting and nothing. I was like, oh no. Okay, this is what it's going to be. And I was I was worried. But that initial minute where they, you had that that brooding music and you were looking at all of them. I was like, all right, this might be all right. Yeah. It
0: wasn't. Do you know what? Right, I I think for me there's a couple of points on the cast. I think if yeah, if you saw them on a poster, you'd be like, oh, wow. What a, this is going to be good. You know what a cast. I think they are Miss, not misplaced. What's the word you? You miscasted some of them, but I, I quite like Kiefer I, I His well, character, we, I think, is decent.
1: Can we? I th- I think, I think it's right that we do it per actor, because I think if you take one of these actors and put them in a western with other actors, not the brat pack, I think they'd be fine yeah. on the whole, depending on the role that they have to play. I think the fact that they're all so young, got, none of them have any gravitas to them, right? And I, if the two best actors, or the most prominent actors, I would say, of this, of this cast at the time were Keith the Sutherland and Charlie Sheen, right? Charlie Sheen had been in Platoon. He's obviously, at the time, a good actor because he he, he's the lead in Platoon, and he's very good. Keith the Sutherland is the up-and-comer. He's, I like Keith the Sutherland. I think he's very good, Keith I keep keep saying uh, Kiefer Sutherland. I think he's a very good actor, right? I I think he's the best thing in this film, Kiefer Sutherland. But that's because he's given, I think, the more interesting and appropriate role for his acting. Charlie Charlie Sheen as the role he has to play... It's not bad. It's just he's got to be the leader, and he—I think at the time he was the youngest of the of the actors. I think is he younger than his brother, Emilio Estevez, in this film? Oh,
0: I don't know. I'd always put him them the other way around but oh, yeah. Or maybe,
1: that. yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about that,
0: but... but well, only because Emilio looks, I think, a lot younger than him.
1: Yeah, but my point is, is that Charlie Sheen is like he—he's so young to be playing the so-called leader of that crew once. John Stull is killed, and again the other guys in it: Lou Diamond Phillips, Dermot Mulroney. I, you know, I like those guys, but when them all together in this type of film, there's no weight there. Yeah. There's no one for me to sort of pin my hopes for the film on and say, right, okay, I'm in, I'm in vested in this particular character or this actor. The only one I got a vibe off was Kiefer Sutherland as Doc.
0: Yeah, no, I I think for me, he was one of the shining lights from it. The other thing, did you expect Charlie Sheen's death so
1: so quickly? I didn't. No, and that, that was a good point of the film. Because, obviously, you think with those type of actors, they're just going to survive till the end, and, you know, there might be a massive shootout. I was expecting a massive shootout to the end, and obviously we got it. Uh, But I didn't expect one of them to get picked off, like, what was it, 50 minutes, an hour in?
0: Well, yeah, maybe not even that. You
1: know, I I am going to say about the way he died was one of the most stupid things I've ever seen. But he just walked up to the shed in plain view. Yeah.
0: I mean, what are you doing like? But that scene for Stop is a bit oh. shitty in the sense of that there's that guy who is a bounty hunter, but he's of an age where he's, he's got a reputation, he's well-known. And he just approaches them and starts shooting. They but don't it, do anything
1: about... They shit themselves. They're supposed to be this madcap crew. Or, you know, they get in the name for that. Billy the Kid, right, in that scene, absolutely shit his pants. Hmm. He's supposed to be the big, you know, giving her the big I am. Oh, I'm going to, you know, I can kill whoever, you know, let's go revenge and all this.
0: He was nowhere in that scene. What What, what do you think of um, Lou Diamond Phillips' character? Or I think he should be a wrestler, because he's got a hell of a wrestler's name if you change it around. Diamond Lou Phillips. Or Darth <laughs> playing <anymore. laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, the reason I ask that question is I, I got, like, Billy from Predator vibes And I might I might be really going down Like a st- racial stereotype here
1: Well, no, I think it's right to ask the question Is he, like, a stereotypical He's supposed to be, like, a Native Indian, isn't he? Or a Native American, sorry uh, Heritage Is he playing the, the token character? I don't know. I I didn't get I didn't get token from him. When or or that particular role. I mean, I'm not saying the role was written well.
0: Yeah. I, I just remember it being a lot better than that. Yeah. You know, his role. But I'm wondering if I'm getting it confused with number two. I'm pretty sure he's in number two.
1: Can I ask you something? Did you like any apart from Doc? I think we were in agreement on that character and Kiefer Sutherland that, as our character. Apart from Doc, did you like any of them? Did you give a shit about any of them?
0: The, the two other people within the gang, I can't remember their names. When,
1: Steve Stevens and Charlie Bowdry.
0: Yeah, I, I, n- neither of them. They were just there in the background. I, if anything, I wanted them to die because of the way they were at the beginning with Billy the Kid.
1: Hmm, and that's okay. a horrible
0: thing to say, I know. But... Um, no, I was a little bit taken back when Charlie Sheen died because I'd totally forgotten that had happened and yeah. I probably spent the next five minutes going, oh, is he going to come back? I, you know, trying to rack my brains is like, oh, is he in the film later on Have they just left him but he comes back and he's alive, so to speak mm-hmm. because the way that Billy the Kid gets shot at the end if that bit had come first and then he gets up and runs away I would have expected um, Charlie Sheen's character to get up Cause he yeah. got, oh, but anyway, we we'll come on to that, anyway. Um, so yeah, I I don't think so. I think I was invested in Doc's character, possibly invested in, um, Diamond Lou, but
1: yeah, but I th- I think I was invested in Chavez because of Lou Diamond Phillips. I don't think I was invested in because of the character.
0: Yeah, I, what I liked about his character that he, you know th- there was that we are you know we i am going to go my own way and then i was a little bit like pissed off when he said you he, he went and helped them at the end because you know they're on a hiding to nothing they knew it was a trap do you, do you think it would
1: have better served the film and the character if he had just escaped and not gone back for them
0: or not gone to the house at all with them
1: yeah or it would have almost made his character more interesting wouldn't it
0: yeah and and then he came to the uh, you know at the end with an extra horse and took Billy away, sort of thing. But they,
1: This is my whole problem with the film, though. Who the fuck in their right mind would follow Billy the Kid? Wow. And I'm not talking... Obviously, Billy the Kid, the historical figure, he actually had a gang, right? And he was the leader. Now, I think it's fair to say, based on the reports of Billy the Kid, that he was a hothead and so on and so on, that the people that were following him were probably of a similar mindset or easily led, shall we say. Now, I think the problem in this film is they're basing it on historical figures and some historical events. But the way the characters are portrayed or written, like Doc is of sound mind. There's no way I would believe that Doc would get roped into all this unless Billy the Kid was more convincing. Because, and I, I wonder if that's a, I wonder if that comes back to Emilio Estevez's portrayal as Billy the Kid. Because I just, I was open mouthed with how, what can I say, bad it was. And I don't, I you know I don't like slagging people off. Yeah, look,
0: look, and I got a point you, I got a question, which is, in my notes that I should say, is Billy the Kid believable? Or is this portrayal of Billy the Kid believable? Because he starts off as a this sort of bumbling kid. Because mm. when they first meet him, he's running away from... I can't remember who. Yeah, he's not brave at all. No, no, he, he's just running away. He's, like, jumping over um, fences into pig and things like that. And, and then all of a sudden, he makes that joke around the table about... I think killing someone, or what have you, and then he turns into this hard-ass you no know, killer. But he turns into this bloody psycho. Well, or, yeah, not, who's on this? Who's got this bloodlust? And you, like, you didn't get that when you first met him, do you? He was like this bumbling idiot.
1: I think that I think the writing of Billy the Kid is is not good at all in this film because what what you could what you could have had right? You've got you've got to pick a line right for for the character I'm not saying you make it one note but you've got to pick some direction for the character you can't have it going here there and everywhere unless it's some TV series that's going on for 10 seasons in which case you can you know have someone do something they wouldn't normally do but you can explain it later on in a film you've only got two hours at most uh, you know most of the time mm. so you you've got and especially when there's like several major characters that they're trying to you know portray and you know give some sort of depth and meaning to what they should have done with billy the kid as far as i'm concerned right this is just my personal preference what they should have done with billy the kid right if he's a hothead and he and he likes to kill people make it obvious for them from the start that that's what he is and that john tunstall was trying to change him but then when john tunstall dies he wants revenge yeah. right or Right, You have it where he's always the hothead, and when Sean Telsell dies, it's just an excuse for him to go killing people. But the main thing off the back of that, then, is that you have to have conflict within the group that he's in. They all just basically get on board. The only time you ever have any pushback is Charlie Sheen's character, Dick, And the only pushback he ever gives, really, is that he's the leader, not Billy the Kids. So, yeah, you could have had some sort of interesting power struggle within the group dynamically, but they don't really play on it. It's almost like they had so many things going on, they couldn't... They they should have diluted it a little bit with that character and just thought, right, we've got seven main characters here. We may be on the verge of... Giving them just, making them just one note, but we have to try and do it this way. Because I, I was just so baffled by that character, Billy the Kid, the way he was written. I mean, and, and then you got Emilio Estevez gurning his head off. You know what I thought of when I was watching Emilio Estevez? I thought, this guy's trying to play the Joker from
0: Batman. Yeah, I, I get what you mean with that. I mean, yeah. There was a number of times when he was, he was just over the top with him. Yeah. I, I just didn't get it. I, I didn't, I didn't believe it. Let's put it that way. I
1: wonder what the, I wonder what the discussion was either between the writer and Emilio Estevez or the director and me and Emilio Estevez on how they should go forward with that portrayal. So maybe it's not. Oh, I'm not saying it's all Emilio Estevez's fault, but I don't think he was cast well in that role. I don't think he should have done it, and. He shouldn't have done it that way. But also, I think it's to do with the writing as well. Yeah. No, no
0: I agree. Have you got any other favourite aspects of him in the cast?
1: Well, no, I said Kiefer Sutherland, didn't I? Um, yeah. I did like Terence Stamp. Yeah, yeah. As John Tunstall. But it was weird because he was in a different film. You, To me, Terence Stamp was in an actual Western. Yeah. And then everyone else around him wasn't apart from Kiefer Sutherland, who was almost like... He had one foot in the Bratpack camp, and then he had one foot in the... No, I'm doing a Western camp, so I'm supposed to play a straight.
0: Uh, and then on the, on the sort of opposite scale to um, Terrence Stamp, you had Jack Palance, oh. who was basically... Well... Just I can't even
1: you know, but in his later years, he got old so bad with the role... Uh, he,
0: he just played the same character in every film. He's a good
1: actor. Yeah, he is. And then they just sort of like, oh, we need some sort of fucking turning up to eleven bad guy. Yeah. Who's, who's I just gotta hammer it. Up? Let's give it a te- let's
0: give it a Jack Plance. Uh It's basically whenever they needed, like, yeah, this that type of bad guy. Um, what's he in Tango and Cash? Oh, yeah. Just like it's the same. It's the same bloody. Sure, uh, he's character. in Batman, isn't he. Yeah. Oh okay. I am have, I haven't got any other favorite aspects.
1: It's just Kiefer.
0: Yeah, more or less. Yeah. If we move on to this um, favorite scene, I quite like the killing of the uh, the guy in the brothel. So the guy they were in the brothel, the guy is spouting out that he's gonna try and kill Billy the kid. And then um I got you. Yeah, what's his name? Emilio Estevez goes over and he's like, oh, what's he look like? How are you going to do it? Blah, blah, blah. And I quite like that.
1: Again, I think that is actually an example of the script working and it's well written. But I didn't enjoy it that much because Emilio Estevez was Billy the Kid. And of course, he's turning around to the guys and he's like, yeah,
0: like, and that's the bit I didn't, that over-the-top it
1: was just like... It's just so over-the-top, so harmy. <laughs> like, that could have been really sinister if it was played the right way. If it, were t- if it was turned down and it was like, everyone knows, we all know watching it, this is Billy the Kid. Yeah. So it's all on this guy that he's talking to, thinking that he's a big, sh- you know, some sort of big shot and all that, but yeah that could that could have that scene was decent but it could have been so much better I think that's what I'm left with with this film it's it's almost what could have been
0: and there are a number of those scenes where you think oh that could have been so much more or that that should have been an amazing scene yeah
1: like i i like I talked about the opening like the first minute of that opening i was i was really interested I was like, oh I love the music where I love the close ups of the characters like you 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 know straight away what's going to happen what who they are and this is the gang and then that guitar kicked in and i was like what is going on
0: now we may i've got a point right on the music and we may as well talk about it now because it's come up a couple of times i think the whole soundtrack is misplaced oh yeah and it's funny i i i can't remember where i read it right but I was reading online, and I think I was trying to find some facts about the film. And anyway, I, I stumbled into a forum, and or maybe a, a, a post on Facebook or something, but like, people were waxing lyrical about how amazing <laughs> this um, soundtrack is. And the songs are probably amazing in their own right. They just don't work for the film. And maybe no. it was me thinking that I wanted a Western-type soundtrack what I didn't want was a soundtrack which was quite poppy or synthy.
1: And rocky. Yeah. Rocky. I, the thing, the thing is, right? i one thing I will this is another good thing I will say about this film, actually. I just I, I haven't thought about it before. I've just thought about it now. But at least they were willing to try something different with the Western genre, right? They've they've chucked the Brack, the Brack Pack in. They go in with a completely different soundtrack to what you would normally find. Right? At least they're trying stuff. But if it doesn't work for whoever's watching it, i.e., myself or you, then I'm gonna say about it. And it didn't work for me. Yeah. It's be- the soundtrack, I just thought, like I think this is a perfect example of how a soundtrack can change the tone of the film completely. Like I'm not and I know we've already spoken about the cast and the characters and the writing and all that. But sometimes you can excuse those aspects if you've got a good score. Or, or there's something else in the film that is almost like allows you to sort of say, all right, that's not working, but this type of this thing is maybe it's a case that nothing's working in this film. But that's not to say, that's not to say it's awful. Because yeah. I'm not going to say this film is awful.
0: I don't think it's awful. I just think it's what could have been. Yeah. But but this film, 5 x this its budget. Yeah. You know, it had well, a budget of 11 back. million and it brought back 56, was it, something like that? Well, because of this, they did a sequel. Yeah, so, so something must have worked for that time. But, mm. but you know, but as, as we also now know, you know, film sort of box office and all of that it's quite fickle and it will often depend on what sort of marketing and on what the critics have said and uh, yeah. I don't know maybe it's just has an aged
1: maybe it's just us but
0: well uh, yeah I um, look we often say this we don't have an affiliation with the film of watching it when we were 10 years old and thinking yeah. oh my god this is amazing. It's a western, it's got these young guys in it. But, yeah, I I don't know, I just didn't get it this time. Someone
1: someone might be listening to this now, right, and thinking, what are these two on about?
0: (laughs) What the fuck are
1: they? (laughs) That's that's fair enough, I mean, yeah,
0: you know. I. But but you can only go off whether you enjoyed this film or not. Mm -hmm. All all the films that we do. You know, we've done a number of films where Evan has said, oh, we got to watch this film it's amazing you know well, we he's watch... to
1: blame for this thing <laughs>
0: well, even he's my... not even you <laughs> we're blame him even if he's not to blame um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's he's easily swayed so sometimes when we're like oh have, it's not very it's not very good is it? he's like oh what do you mean man <laughs> and then before long we've sort of um, you know turned him around but yeah I was looking forward to it and I thought ah oh, I'm you know I, I, I believe I'm gonna enjoy this and I don't don't think I hated it. Mm. But at the same time, I just came away a little bit like, I wish this film would end. I'm maybe a little bit frustrated.
1: Yeah, I just I think my whole opinion on the film can be summed up in one word. Blah.
0: I thought you were gonna go,
1: meh. Well, you can use that <laughs> one as well. They both end, they both end with a H, don't they? Yeah. Uh. Um, yeah, I just wasn't invested, I wasn't taken by anything. I uh, what I found hardest was trying to remain with the film, like not switching off. Yeah. Like it, it was it was diff like I was 40 minutes in and I was already thinking, fuck, how long left have we got of this? And again, I'll go along with you on this. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I like. I know I've been criticising the, the the portrayal of Billy the Kid, or maybe the writing of Billy the Kid, the character, or, or other aspects. But my criticism of them doesn't mean I was thinking I have to switch this film off.
0: I think it comes down to for me anyway that we on this podcast we often go back and look at films that we we adore or we have some sort of connection with. And even if it's a bad film, we're willing to forgive it because it's, it gives us that warm feeling inside. Mm. With this film, I think most of it is decent-ish. It's just... Like, I can't say much more about it. It goes along. Tells a story. <laughs> will, will I watch it again? Probably not for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go on to a couple of changes I've got, right? Yeah. I do think... At times, it's filmed like a TV series. They're just the oh. look, camera work's a bit wonky at times. Yeah, and it just it just didn't have a look of a Hollywood production. But that's by the by. That's just my mm. personal opinion. They were, maybe they were trying to go for a certain look to make it look a little bit more gritty and maybe yeah. I mean, but I, I didn't get it. I didn't like the hallucination scene. It's I like the concept of it. I just again, it was a, probably a bit too much humour in it.
1: I, I was wondering, did they get anything out of that? I can't remember what the resolution
0: of the scene was. Well, well, the re- they went against the resolution because um, Diamond Phillips, yeah, Bobby Dazzler, he um, he saw that they were to just leave and you know go their separate ways. Billy the Kid, I don't think, knew what he he saw. And he was just like, I'm going to go and kill whoever. I can't even remember. Jack Plants' character. I'm going to go and do that anyway. And um, Lou Diamond Phillips' character just says... He argued a little bit against it, and then went with him anyway. And that
1: was after um, Dick is killed, isn't it? That's when they leave the ranch.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're on the
1: run. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So they're on the run. Charlie Sheen's character is dead at this point. As yeah. Well, yeah. Is that Dick? Sorry. Yeah, it's Dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're at a point where they're going to make a decision. Do they go after Jack Palance or do they just go their separate ways? And Doc's character is saying to them, I think we should go our separate ways. They they have this hallucination scene. And all, all of a sudden, they all start sounding like, um, what's his name? James Gum or whatever his name is from Silence of the Lambs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Gum, <Gummer>. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> they all start sounding like him. And She's a big fat person. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's all sort of like slowed down, distorted. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, it just got a bit silly for me. And that, yeah, that that
1: was uh, something I wrote down as well. That scene coincides with Doc going to see... Yen's um, uh, Yen's son.
0: Oh, the love of his life? The person yeah. he's only met once before? Yeah. Oh, or twice, if you include her in the street. Yeah, but, right,
1: uh, forgetting all that, because this is movie love we're on about, right? So it, it happens, and, and it happens. right. What about this, right? They they initially set out on getting revenge over Murphy, Jack Palance's character, for the death of Tunstall. So Keith Sutherland just moseys on up to Murphy's house, gets inside so he can see Yen's son, right? Why didn't one of them do that straight away <laughs> to kill Murphy, right, okay. if it was that easy? Secondly, Kiefer Sutherland's in her room, talking about running away together. Jack Palance is banging on the door. Why didn't Doc just wait until he'd opened the door, kill Jack Palance, and then leave? Because you would have saved yourself a lot of trouble
0: in the end. Well, and they would have saved us about an hour. Yeah. we would have got an hour of my life back. Oh, just... I, I know what you mean. It's just little things like I'm just frustrating. I couldn't believe that
1: he got into the house like like that. Click it was like snap of a finger. He's in the house. I'm like, why didn't they just try and get to the house in the first I'd I'd said it. I'd said and it.
0: considering like, yeah, the amount of like people he's got working for him and were you know gunslingers and what have you. Yeah. Oh, um Lou Diamond Phillips. Describing the killing of his family, yeah. Oh, that wasn't a bad. That wasn't a good scene either.
1: No, it went great.
0: It um, I, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's the story, but like, I just like. Oh, really? It's a little bit far fetched. But I don't mean, know, far fetched. I believe something like that would happen. It's just. It, yeah.
1: it, it, what you're talking about the the he didn't sell the performance or the telling of the story
0: no, no again it was a bit it was a bit theatrical
1: yeah
0: and a little bit maybe it's all over the place, but the film's oh. all over the place <laughs> um I, on my notes the buckshot no yeah the buckshot scene slash the toilet scene yeah the old guy just crouches down and they all miss him. So
1: <laughs> I don't understand, right? How he's got one shotgun, right? And he's standing right in front of them, and he shoots. He shoots someone, right? But instead of all them just taking their guns and just shooting at him, they just spread. Yeah. They just shite themselves and just I. That's it. Yeah. And then Charlie Sheen just walking up to the to the the toilet, just just walking straight to the toilet. They don't even flank the toilet or go around the back or something.
0: What I just don't care though, this old old geezer, I can't remember, he's buckshot actually, isn't he? I think that's his name. Yeah. Um, What was his plan? He's like, oh, I'm going to catch up with these guys and I'm just going to walk up to them with no cover or anything, just walk up to them, I'm going to kneel down on one knee and I'm going to let them shoot me. But they're all gonna miss. Well, yeah, but
1: also, right? The, the the gang are are on the are on um Tunstall's land, land, and they
0: Oh that's how he found yeah. them, is it? Yeah, I yeah, he
1: just went to the land that they were living on. So why didn't Murphy just send his men to that land? why did he oh. just why is it Buckshot gone on his own? Oh,
0: I don't know. I don't
1: know. It, it's just,
0: I just don't understand how four or five of them missed him. But
1: and they all cracked themselves. This this notorious gang of killers.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you know Charlie, the guy yeah. who goes to the brothel and just wants to hold the or be held or hold the woman? I can't remember. The, yeah. I can't. Remember.
1: That was that was quite interesting. I thought.
0: Yeah, well, added a different dimension to that character. And the next scene. He's met someone and he's marrying her. I know. Where where did he find her? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <just> like, like, <laughs> I think
1: the whole point was he gave her his coat or jacket, and apparently no one's ever done that for her before. So she said, "So they were like, let's get married."
0: I, I missed that scene where he give it. He gave her his uh, coat, but Jesus Christ! If you just got married,
1: I'm not leaving. I'm not like riding off with them to near certain death. Uh, I'm like, no, boys, you're all right. They're good, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, the one final thing in my life that, you know, it's, it's happened and it's good. Oh, I'm just going to go along with being the uh, kid who I met like three months or no, two months ago.
1: I'm, I'm just going to go with this psycho who loves <laughs> killing people.
0: Yeah. He, he hasn't been killed yet, so we might be all right. Yeah. Um, final point from me, the stunt work. Okay. I'm, I'm a bit of a, um, let, let's just say, I hate the jump in the air, slow-mo type of jump and stunt work while trying to shoot and going, no.
1: But the slow-mo oh. killed me in this film altogether.
0: It, it, it was topped off with the finale in the film where Billy the kid, or the the trunk gets thrown out of the house, Billy the kid is inside it, which is this one of the stupidest oh. things. He gets thrown fifteen foot in the air, lands. if they are going to throw him that far? Oh. and yeah, and they'd be like, "Fuck!" The hell out of it at <laughs> out. Yeah. He'd be winded like fuck, and he comes out of the, the of the chest, and he's just like, "It's ah." Oh. What, while there's people all in front of him. One of them's got a Gatling gun, for Christ's sake.
1: The death of Alexander McSween, the lawyer. Oh, um, the guy from Lost. Yeah, when he's killed by the Gatling gun. That's in slow motion. I'm like, what? what's with the slow motion? <laughs>
0: uh, it, it took me a while to work out who he was, Terry O'Quinn, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I was like, I don't recognise him. And it's because he had hair.
1: Couldn't place him at all.
0: Yeah. Oh. Good actor he is, Terry Quinn. Yeah, no, he's a really good actor. Really, really good actor. Um, and I that's about it for me. From from changes. Have we got anything
1: else? Uh, I don't think I've got anything else. I think we covered it all through the course of the podcast.
0: I, I got two questions. All right. Whatever right. happened to um to Lou Diamond Phillips? Was he, uh, was he in like a Law and Order or something? Well, he did. He did La Bamba, didn't he? But did La Bamba come out before
1: this? Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think he was in. He was. He had a long-running TV show. I'm sure he did it. Yeah, some
0: point. and that's what made me think it was like, yeah, some sort of like Law and Order or. I'm trying to look. No, I know he was in Stargate for a bit. He was in something called Numbers, and he was in. He was in a Law and Order.
1: Oh that's what I've seen him lately he's in the Charlie Sheen show Prodigal Son it's a it's, it's a show about a serial killer Char, um, not what did I say then Charlie Sheen no sorry I meant uh, Michael Sheen
0: all ah, right I was
1: going yeah, to the, the Welshman Michael Sheen sorry <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs>
1: yeah he's he's a main role in that uh, in that program
0: um, and I said I had two questions. I didn't have two questions. I had one question and a statement. Um, and we you, you know about this because we've already talked about it off camera. But Tom Cruise is in the film. So yeah. so as they're leaving the um, the burning house, Charlie comes out of the side of the house and gets shot. And I think he is shot literally by um, a character played by Tom Cruise. All right. Okay. So um. But he's—I think he's got some sort of makeup, maybe even got a beard on. You can't Probably. tell it's him. Yeah, and that's it. I haven't even got many interesting facts other than the Tom Cruise one. What about your uh, box office? Yeah, box office eleven million. No, no budget eleven million. Box office fifty-six. So yeah, <laughs> good return. Yeah, I just maybe it was over time. Maybe the they were so big those actors. Very much the case of they would guarantee to
1: do yeah. you know, five extra money. Well, look, looking at the Brat Pack, the so-called Brat Pack filmography, this is one of the last ones. Right. So,
0: Here's a question for you. Sorry to interrupt. Why um, who Who are in the Brat Pack in the sense of every time I look at it, it seems to be different people.
1: Okay, so I've got a list of the most um, of the members that are considered the more prominent. So you've got Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael Hall, Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald and Ali Sheedy. But within that, you've also got Charlie Sheen and uh, Kiefer Sutherland and the like.
0: Ah, yeah, okay.
1: It had a lot to do with the relation or link
0: with John Hughes films... Yeah, because yeah. uh, uh, the reason I questioned it is I saw one... Um, they, someone had sort of included Patrick Swayze, and I think it's because of the film The Outsiders. Yeah, I've never seen the film, but has got that's got a hell of a cast. Uh, yeah, casting it.
1: Yeah, because I, I think that's considered one of the first sort of brat back films. I think it was that and War Games. I don't know if there was anything before that, but. Uh... Yeah, it's got so obviously, war games. You have got Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy. and uh...
0: yeah, it's got other like people suggested you yeah, on the list. I'm looking at like James Spader, um, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Ralph Macchio.
1: I don't know if you can count them, but
0: right, let's wrap up. I don't know <laughs> if you can say anything else on Young Guns. No. Um, would you recommend? If we haven't asked that question. No, I wouldn't. I don't think I would either. I want to, I want to say I'd recommend. But I can't. I I can't even think of a scenario where I would recommend it. Even if someone said to me, oh, I've seen Young Guns 2, I really like it. What's Young Guns 1 like? Should I see it? I'd be like, nah.
1: Well, there's a debate whether Young Guns 2 is good. Well,
0: I think Young Guns 2, people only ever think or remember it for the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, i.e. me.
0: Yeah, well... I I vividly remember the soundtrack. I I loved a bit of Bon Jovi in the early 90s. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We will wrap up there. Um, Podcasts come out every Wednesday. Hit us up on social media. If you want us to do a certain film in the future, just let us know. But more importantly, on the various channels that you listen to us, can you like, subscribe, or follow us? Cheers, all.